Think Humanities, a podcast for people who love history, philosophy, culture, literature, civic dialogue, and the arts. Think Humanities, from Kentucky Humanities, where we've been telling Kentucky stories for 45 years. Here is your host, Bill Goodman. What is history for? Why does it matter? Here's one big reason why history matters. It matters because it can provide us with solutions to many of the problems of the present. At its best, history is there to introduce us to some of the things we need, but that aren't sufficiently visible in the world today. What we need above all else are good ideas in a range of areas that challenge us, and history is full of them. History teaches us that things can change. And one of the best places in Kentucky to learn about history is the Kentucky Historical Society in Frankfort. To talk more about history, the History Center, their programs, and maybe the challenges facing history today is the new executive director of the Kentucky Historical Society, Scott Alvey. Scott, welcome to Think Humanities. Well, Bill, I'm glad to be here. You've been at the uh, Historical Society since 2008. Uh, your position uh, has changed a little bit since then, and uh, I would say, uh, h- how long have you been on uh, the job now? I've been the executive director now for uh, just about six months. So, uh, but spent uh, over 10 years now at KHS and uh, have really enjoyed my opportunity to get in and, and work with people who are passionate about Kentucky's history and, and work with communities that are passionate about Kentucky's history. So we, we, have, we have a really good job. So tell me more about your job. What, what do you do on a daily basis other than administrate and be sure the lights are turned <laughs> on? Um, there's a lot of that, uh, but we also spend a lot of time talking about how can we engage Kentuckians and, and, and others who share the passion for Kentucky history. So a lot of the programs, whether it's through research, um, it's f- through the museum function, it's through field trips, uh, it's from us coming out into your community. Uh, hopefully, your listeners will um, see the, uh, the latest version of our Kentucky History Mobile, which is celebrating 100 years of Kentucky high school basketball. So we're, we're out and about as much as we can and spend a lot of time just coordinating that and working with people uh, and assisting others in, in understanding Kentucky history. So this, uh, this thought process that, uh, that a, uh, a museum or a history center is a... Uh, uh, a, a concrete building somewhere that people just go into, you really uh, and the staff over the many years uh, look at it as a way uh, to take to take history outside of that concrete building. Well, most definitely. Uh, for the longest time, the Kentucky Historical Society has had a network. Uh, we have a wealth of local history organizations throughout the Commonwealth. And so a part of what we do is actually provide support to them, uh, whether it's through collections or um, public programming, uh, any kind of variety of things that, that we can bring some of our expertise out to them. And not so much just what we can do for them, but how we can engage them in a, in a broader conversation with, with people about Kentucky history. Uh, you, you've said um, in the, your, your notes to readers in your, um, your publication uh, that uh, I'm sure is available to everyone, certainly your supporters. and Definitely to our members. Yeah. Uh, How many people receive that? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, it's Thousands. Varied. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but you said in, in your notes to, to readers of your uh, latest uh, newsletter that despite all of the activities surrounding um, what you're doing, you have now and what your job is— You've spent a lot of time thinking about the future of the 
uh, Kentucky Historical Society, and, and I would imagine the, the the future of history in Kentucky. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, one of the things that actually impacted me as a friend of mine when I was uh, was traveling, he's from North Carolina, I actually brought up a Wendell Berry quote. And then, and to paraphrase, paraphrase uh, Wendell's quote, is that if we don't remember our history, um, we, we forget how to talk to one another. We forget who each other might be. And it just leads to either conflict or, or a lack of conversation. Uh, I think a big part of what the Kentucky Historical Society can do, and, 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 and in partnership with the Kentucky Humanities, um, how do we have this dialogue? Uh, we have a wealth of information that is just coming to people all the time. And I think we have to invest in that process of how do we, how do we know? And, and, you know, history begins with that, that passion, begins with that inquiry, that question of, you know, well, who was this? Why did this happen? And that investigative process, we have to help encourage that and help people through that. Uh, it, it, we've gotten that reputation. It's history, and so we're just telling stories. But I think there's a, a, there's a, there's a, there's a skill there. There's a, there's a technique there on how do we actually understand what, what's coming out in this, in this conversation and how can we trust that? We, as, as a museum, we have a high level of trust with the public, and I think we get to have that opportunity to help bring them into conversations, productive conversations. And, and so history, I think, is challenged going forward uh, before uh, when I was in school, you had you know a very defined way of researching and studying and limited ability. But now we just have this wealth of stuff. I think the the idea of how research happens is changing, uh, and so I think the curiosity of what does history look like in the next twenty years, uh, and how the Kentucky Historical Society will play a role in in shaping that is is pretty fascinating. I think Wendell Berry was uh, also asking us to examine how we are all influenced or impacted by history, don't yes. you think? Yes. History is with us every day. I, I, uh, I find it interesting that we all tend to think about, well, there's a time to do history. But if you look around, no matter what you're doing, you're always drawing upon, uh, upon some sort of historical element, whether it's your doctor talking about your medical history or, or we're talking about legal history and precedents, and, and, and it just it's all around us. Part of what we have to do is be aware that that's there and how to use that. Uh, so part of your uh, challenge uh, for you and the staff is, uh, and it sounds a bit trite, but uh, making history come alive. Yes. Um, you just mentioned uh, medical uh, records or uh, trying to, to put... Uh, a historical perspective on what what's happening in in day-to-day lives correct think about this uh, let me move maybe from the medical piece but I believe a lot of us look at history or we're, we're brought up to study history and to think that there's the historians um, but look at family history and genealogists I mean they are same thing they're they're in there evaluating information that they can learn about their family history uh, and, and this is this is stuff we any of us can do and so I think this, the skill of how to, how to understand history and how to participate in history, um, how to make it come alive, is, is a, a big piece of what a public history organization like the Kentucky Historical Society can do. Well, I've talked to a couple of uh, your, your staffers, uh, excellent to people that you have uh, on uh, staff uh, to do a number of things. Uh, we talked about uh, the challenge that lies ahead um, in this uh, day and age of social media and uh, interactive exhibits and uh, how do you keep up with all of that how do you 
I, it must be a, an enormous responsibility to be aware of all those things, uh, yet at the same time, you don't want to, 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 to lose uh, the, the essence of what a museum represents. Or am I totally uh, off uh, uh, the mark here uh, that uh, you don't want to lose uh, a sight of the, the essence, but at the same time, you want to move forward? That, that must be a tremendous uh, challenge. It's a, it is a challenge because part of it is, is training ourselves on how to provide this, this service to the Commonwealth um, and also keeping up with the times. Again, we were trained in a different way, and, and that way is changing. And so how do we do that? Uh, and, and in two elements. One of them is looking at both the support of, of, of scholarship. So we do uh, programs and, and produce material that uh, supports both uh, researchers from around the world that come to us. But then also how do we provide that so that it's, it's about accessibility, right? And when we're talking about uh, whether it's our collections, it's whatever is in the research material, it is about how do we make it accessible to whomever needs to consume it. And the, and the products and the methods for consuming have changed. And so keeping up with that is, as you said, a, very much of a challenge for us. Does, uh, does one, uh, does someone, uh, an amateur or a professional for that matter, have to be at the History Center uh, to, um, to learn and, and research these days? No, I, I, you know, I think that's a, that's a great question. Um, we are obviously available online. Uh, our research materials and our catalogs are all available online. Um, me personally, when I research, I like to be there because I think it spins off to more ideas and more things that I might want to try to, to do research on. Um, but we provide for both platforms. So we do have the online elements. You can even call in or, or, or email us for requests for information, and, and our team will help assist you through it uh, in, in all aspects. So I mean, genealogy is obviously a, a big piece that happens in our research library. So we even have programs to where we can help those who have roadblocks in their research and how to how to best overcome them, tools, techniques, things that they might not have thought of, um, and they're available both on site and and online. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about that aspect of uh, what you do. Uh, genealogy uh, is, I would imagine, and has been sort of a, a hot uh, area with uh, 23andMe and Ancestry.com. There's a new uh, soon to be, if not already, best-selling um, nonfiction work uh, by a writer. Uh, the The title of the book is Inheritance. I don't know if you've heard about that, but she went through one of these uh, uh, DNA tests and found uh, that the father that she thought she'd uh, uh, lived with all of her life turns out not to be her father. It's, it's a stunning uh, revelation in her life. Um, Inheritance is the name of the uh, the book. Uh, but but if someone is starting from scratch and and has an interest in uh, their uh, family history, but really other than uh, Aunt Maud's diary, and uh, how does one go about that? Um, that's a great question. Uh, we have again staff that will help you kind of. A lot of folks come, I believe, to us with some sort of some sort of beginning point that they've already achieved and could come to us and also our partners over at the Kentucky Department of Library and Archives uh, to find out how they can, what types of information is available to them. Uh, we have actually resources that we can bring from our site that you can access from our site on more national levels. So our team can help you get into what different threads or different avenues that you need to do to explore your piece. Um, you mentioned uh, 
the interest in DNA and how that's changing some of the piece. We actually have a DNA interest group called mm-hmm. DIG that meets, and they do both. They're looking at both what the tools are bringing, but then also how to use those tools. And so they're, it, it's again, our staff has some expertise in that, but they're also drawing upon the experiences that others that are starting to use that 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 new resource that's come to bear. Give me an idea of some of the other programs that you offer. Just sort of an overview of. Uh, uh, of what people can expect either uh, online or uh, when when they're I- at the center uh, in the building um, what is available to them uh, a wealth of things uh, we have and I'll stay with the we have the research elements obviously so we do have the research library we also publish a, a quarterly publication called the register of the Kentucky Historical Society which is drawing upon the research that's being done on Kentucky history from scholars from all across the country uh, we also have a Kentucky Ancestors Online, which helps support our genealogy programs. We also have the traditional museum function. Uh, so we have exhibits at the Thomas D. Clark Center for Kentucky History, which is our newest building, which celebrates its 20th anniversary coming up in April. Uh, but we also have the old state capitol, uh, the old state house, and we also have the Kentucky Military History Museum. So on a, a traditional general public experience, you can come in and see exhibits and displays, have activities, workshops. Uh, we serve the Girl Scouts and, and, and tour groups, so a, a broad audience that comes to do that traditional uh, museum function. And as I mentioned earlier, we do the, the outreach programming too, whether it's bringing museum elements into the classroom or into your community uh, or coming in to support just different activities going on at local history organizations. Tell me about the, uh, the mobile um, museum uh, uh-huh. that you take uh, out across the state. How, how does one... Uh, attract you to their community. Uh, uh, currently, it's uh, basketball mm-hmm. um, or, or sports, uh, but but primarily basketball. It's, I think it's one hundred years of a, yeah, of, yeah. A, of high school basketball, which obviously right now is a uh, yeah. is a is a big thing going on yeah. and and preparing. So we're we're actually targeting schools regionally uh, so that we can move so and hit as many basketball games on a weekend that we can try to get to. The schedule for that is available at history.ky.gov. Uh, to see uh, if it's going to be in your community or if you want to request it to get to your community. Uh, we're working on how we would schedule that through the off season. I w- will imagine that we'll be at a lot of county fairs and, and the state fairs we go into the summer. Um, the History Mobile is, is a partnership with the Kentucky High School Basketball Hall of Fame. So it, it really looks at just um, the influence of, of Kentucky High School basketball and, and the, the, the communities. I think that's a great story about community when you're looking at uh, – I think we all remember from from high school basketball just there's a certain element maybe it's a picture or the stadium or something that that triggers do you remember when so and so scored so many points Mm -hmm. or or what happened there and so it's been a lot of uh, it's been very exciting to watch people come into it and see their community in this exhibit you may know that we just finished up our um, museum uh, on main street Mm -hmm. uh, initiative uh, with the smithsonian out of washington Mm -hmm. and uh, the theme was uh, sports in America, uh, how sports can bring people together uh, and uh, how communities uh, react to uh, sports. Um, we were in um, 15 um, different museums around uh, the state and, and got terrific uh, reception from small towns, uh, uh, rural areas that don't ordinarily uh, get maybe a, um, a museum like the Historical Society, uh, uh, but they were able to come into uh, a new exhibit. I'm sure that's what the, the mobile 
it's a it's a big uh, looks like a big tractor trailer, a, right? It is a tractor trailer. Yeah, uh, I forget the length. I think it's forty eight feet. Yeah, a tractor trailer that you uh, as you walk up the back of the uh, of the ramp that leads up into the back of the exhibit, you're actually walking up uh, the basketball floor and mm-hmm. you hear the sounds of the fans oh, cheering yeah. and Neat. and preparing for it. And as you walk into it, the soundscape you know, goes into certain uh, games being called. Yeah. And there's a video that that kind of does a compilation of some <laughs> of the some of the greatest uh, yeah. endings for the state tournaments. Yeah. And so you kind of get this 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 feel of. Uh, of, of the uniforms, of the, it's kind mm-hmm. of it was fun doing all the image selections. Yeah. You see the uniform styles change. Yeah, those, and, those shorts were <laughs> short, weren't they? Yeah, they were interesting. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. uh, then the really fun part is when some of those Hall of Famers or even members that come in. We've had a couple times to where their pictures up on the side of the history mm-hmm. mobile, and you're yeah. like, I, I, I wouldn't have caught yeah. that, but thank you. Um, yeah. and, and so you get to see them interacting with people yeah. about uh, uh, because the, because they're older now. People didn't mm. see they don't see them in that way anymore. So to yeah. remember back to how how they were viewed at at the time when they were when they were the we were all go to watch the basketball game, and you you knew who they were, and so it was just a lot of fun to watch them reconnect. What's the significance of the uh, 20th anniversary of the uh, Dr. Thomas Clark Center? Oh, it's, um, it provides us a great chance to look back at, at the last 20 years. Um, and, and for me, the momentum as, as the new executive director, uh, I, to know what that momentum was like to have that building built, what, what caused that to happen? Uh, I wasn't there, but I, I know that uh, a big piece of it was storage. Here we house Kentucky's historical treasures, and yet the storage facilities that that were being used and just out of necessity, um, they they were out of space and they weren't ideal. And so, uh, through under the folks that that provided the leadership to make that building happen, um, to give us that that state of the art platform to care for these things. Mm-hmm. And to make them accessible to people, uh, you know, I think a big part of what people see historical museums as is it's a place to come see something or a place to come hear a story or something. But we don't do our job unless we're really making it accessible to you. And so, uh, so that Thomas D. Clark Center gives us that that platform to make all of our historical stories accessible to to people that come to visit us. For those uh, listening who might not know uh, Dr. Clark, uh, just give us a, a brief uh, background of this marvelous, wonderful, uh, not a Kentuckian, uh, <laughs> but, but someone who adopted Kentucky as his state. I, you know, I, I unfortunately was not, I never met Dr. Clark. Um, I know the influence that he had on making this building. I hear stories uh, as I'm going around and starting to learn more, uh, more people who, who were influential in making that dream become a reality. They all tell these stories of Dr. Clark walking them through different areas and 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 bringing people together to make this happen. Uh, his passion for Kentucky history, obviously, through both making the Kentucky Historical Society and its headquarters for for what it is now, plus in supporting um, historical uh, Kentucky history scholarship, uh, was it obviously has a, a very huge imprint. It does bring me to wondering about so what's that next generation of Kentucky historic, mm-hmm. historians look like. Uh, we have uh, uh, Dr. Clark and then obviously Lowell Harrison and, and, and Jim Clotter, who's retired recently. And you know Jim had a, a huge impact on it. It was the executive director of the Kentucky Historical Society. 
uh, who, who will be that next generation of Kentucky historians? Yeah. And uh, what does Kentucky history look like in the next 20 years? Uh, I think it will be a, a fascinating journey for us to take. Well, fascinating journey, but again, uh, return to, to, to the challenge. How do you, uh, in your drive time or uh, at <laughs> night when you're away from the office, how, how do you answer the question you just presented? I mean, who, who, are, who are the next generation of, uh, of historians? Uh, uh, is that uh, is that scholarship being done uh, now? Is that thought process uh, uh, turning around in somebody's mind at, at at a university or a college or uh, in a classroom somewhere? We are working with scholars from all across the country, uh, and I think that's part of our part of our job is to encourage that new scholarship that happens around Kentucky history. That Kentucky history, and, and Jim Clauder uh, in, a, uh, in a register edition that talked about 20th century history for Kentucky, it's, a, it's an area that few people are, are exploring. So as a historical society, how do we encourage people to, to take this on um, by showing the relevance of Kentucky's history in today's environment, what, what's going on with us and, and how we are impacted by our history? finding those people that we can, again, encourage that. We do it through, uh, we offer fellowships for researchers to come to, to KHS and use our collections. Um, and, and just when we go out into to different areas, how do we showcase that Kentucky history has a, a relevant place in our conversations? And so we, we spend a lot of time doing that. People are doing Kentucky history. Um, how do you get them to elevate to that point of, of supporting Kentucky history as, as, as those who have come before us? So uh, finally, um, this statement and, and your response to, and, and you just said part of it, a good history should always mean history with solutions or consolations for today. It really has to, to have relevance and meaning to somebody today. Um, that's how you're progressing and moving forward. Yes, I think you know, in, the, in the field, there's a lot of conversation around history relevance, and uh, uh, we can get into a long conversation about this. Uh, I think to sum it up, you know, history is very personal, and and if people don't see those connections to their everyday life, it, 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 they're not going to invest into it, and I think investment is a, is a big piece. Uh, uh, we've, we look at how we invest into the infrastructure of a lot of other things. And are we investing in the, in the history infrastructure so that people do understand how this, this matters? Uh, in some cases, uh, uh, we talk a lot about it. I'm a, I'm a former science museum person, so I can, I can say I, I went through the whole STEM era uh, and before it was even be called STEM and completely agree with how the focus on, on understanding science and, and, and how that helps better us. And, and a big part of it was raising awareness. Unfortunately, I think what we do is when we look at the science and we're talking about how we live, we look at the phenomena and the things of how we live, but the humanities and history tell us how to live together. And I think that that living together piece, and that back to, to uh, Mr. Barry's quote, is, is about how we need to have that relevance. History has an extreme relevance to us, and it's going to tell us how to have these, these, these conversations around issues that sometimes are very uncomfortable. It's not all about the, the glorious remembrance in our heritage. It, it has to have some relevance to us so that we know how to, uh, like I said, live together. That's a, a fitting place to conclude. <laughs> uh, Scott Alvey, uh, the executive director of the Kentucky Historical Society, uh, uh, 
welcome to the official uh, directorship. And uh, uh, there is certainly a kinship, uh, as we know, and a partnership uh, between uh, the humanities, uh, Kentucky Humanities, and the Historical Society. We just need to to work harder and uh, and let people know that we're working together on this. Well, we love our job, and we love to have people yeah. come participate with yeah. us. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Think Humanities is a podcast from Kentucky Humanities and is a production of the University of Kentucky College of Arts and Sciences. This podcast was created at the Media Depot. Think Humanities is available at kyhumanities.org, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Thank you.